like nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man well, hello everybody welcome back to the show yes <laughs> new and nostalgic movie reviews from nerdy married man i'm david and i'm steven and welcome back to the show again Yes. Today we are talking about Baby Driver, a 2017 film that is uh, rated R and an hour and 53 minutes, directed by Edgar Wright. And written by Edgar Wright as well. And written. Yes. Um, this stars... Whoa. We got Ansel Elgort, uh, John Bernthal, John Hamm, uh, Isa Gonzalez, Lily James, Kevin Spacey, and Jamie Foxx. Yes. Really good cast. And like we said on a previous episode, we're not going to be talking about anything some of these actors have done in the past then, or what they've allegedly done in the past. This is strictly based on the art that is presented to us, not about the people involved with it. Yes, so we are enjoying the movie for what it is. Exactly. We've got the synopsis. Let's go. After being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Yeah, that's basically the movie. <laughs> Ansel Elgort's character, Baby, is being forced to be a getaway driver for this heist crew. And, uh, well, mainly uh, Kevin Spacey's character, Doc. Yeah, because when Baby was young, his parents died in a car accident, and then Baby ended up going into kind of a life of crime at a young age. Tried Started. stealing a car from Doc that had a ton of merchandise in it. He didn't realize what was all in the car, and now he's having to pay off his debt to that crime boss of who he tried to steal his car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And might I say, the the story premise is kind of simple, but I think the movie is executed so well. It is. Um, A lot of people say uh, that it's more style over substance. And I mean, I love the style of this movie, and uh, Edgar Wright does a really good job with that. And I think there is a lot of substance within this movie, but it's not, I guess, explained just flat out to the audience i i mean i can get where some people are saying that though the style over because i mean there isn't a lot of substance to this movie there isn't a lot going on that you don't have to think hard to figure out this movie no and i mean there's not a lot of dialogue either i mean the the first line of dialogue isn't said until like six or eight minutes into the movie yeah and i mean baby himself doesn't talk very much or anything and he's always kind of just a quiet individual and most of the time it's all about listening to music and the music is a lot more of what drives this movie than the actual story oh yeah the the music is uh, the music is so good in this movie uh Mm. i found out that actually most of the chase scenes and other scenes in the movie were written around the music instead of normally trying to find music to fit the scene it's the music was found first and then the scenes were built around yeah, Very I songs. mean, the song Easy by the Commodores um, was only in the movie because Edgar Wright actually asked Ansel what his, like, what song he knows by heart. And that was a song that he knew by heart, so that was a song that he had in the movie and his mom sang in the movie as well. And uh, one of the other really cool things is uh, most, if not all of the gunshots and, like, explosions and stuff in this film are filmed in time to the beat of the music. I think that's just so amazing. <laughs> like, I, I think my favorite scene as far as the guns is, uh, well, there's a couple, but the, the the main one I love, the gun sequence, is when they're doing the song Tequila. And oh, all the yes. all the guns are going with the beat, and then also the, the song uh, Hocus Pocus 
towards the end of the movie, all the gunshots are going with the beat. The bam, bam, bam. bam. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's really cool. And it reminds me of, uh, there's two different games now that have this same style. So there's a game uh, that came out 2018, I believe. It's called Bullets Per Minute. And everything in the game, it's like a roguelike kind of game where you have to explore different rooms. But everything you do has to be to the beat. You have to shoot on the beat. You have to reload on the beat. You have to jump on the beat. And if you hit the button off beat, it doesn't work. You literally have to do everything on the beat. And so, like, seeing that in a movie was really cool because it's something you don't really see. And that's where I can see where it's, like, it's mostly stylized because it's, like, mm-hmm. you planned all of this to a T so much and then wrote a story around it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, what other fun facts do you got? Uh, oh, one fun fact that I thought was hilarious, because we just did We Are Your Friends not too long ago. Oh, yeah. This is actually a Working Titles Productions movie, who also they did, also... <laughs> and there's a scene in this where he's, like, basically, Baby's also kind of a DJ, and he makes music with organic sounds that he hears, like people talking and things that he <laughs> oh and I, I heard in his description somewhere where instead of using like digital he actually kind of makes the music in an analog style so mm-hmm. it's kind of you know not really used much nowadays when it comes it was to... really cool uh one fun fact i like was uh the whole scene with the mike myers masks oh yes uh, they actually Edgar Wright wanted to get rights to use the michael myers mask from the halloween series but they were unable to get permission for it Mm -hmm. so that's one of the reasons they actually went with the mike myers masks because when mike was approached about it he's like oh he thought it was hilarious and go for it so i think it just made that scene even better yeah they actually contacted mike myers for that which was really awesome actually and really awesome of mike myers to be like yeah use my face (laughs) um one of the things that was really cool is that uh chase scene on foot towards the end of the movie was actually they were going that was like one of the last scenes filmed and they were almost going over budget and so they were talking about cutting that scene and edgar wright actually took a cut out of his own pay to pay for that scene well that's a good decision (laughs) that's amazing uh i also think it's uh funny that edgar wright was saying that many people thought the diner on set was an actual restaurant and people would actually come in and try to sit down and eat but it's like no this is this is a set (laughs) (laughs) please leave um another really funny thing was uh edgar wright once parked in a uh parking garage only to realize um by complete coincidence that the car next to him had a stylized baby on board sign with baby's face ansel elgort's face taken on the movie poster Wright left a note on the car's windshield that read, from the director of Baby Driver, I approve, complete with an autograph. (laughs) I mean, Edgar Wright sounds like a fun person to work with. He even, uh, when he sent all of the main actors the script, he also sent them iPods with the music from the movie and said, while you're reading over the script, play these certain songs during that portion so they can kind of see what's going on. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Um, But yeah, it's it's such a great movie. Uh, I recommend it to everyone. The chemistry between the characters in this movie is phenomenal. I love the relationship and romance between Baby and Deborah. Yeah. It's 
like a lot of people think the second act of the movie kind of slows down a little bit and uh, to be fair it, it kind of does because it focuses a lot on the character growth and that romance but i just think they work so well together i will say one of the things that is a little weird is how fast deborah and baby like fall for each other how it kind of seems that way yeah, yeah. With I can understand movie that. magic. That's the only thing that I would say with that. But their their chemistry together really is really good. Like, oh yeah, especially like in the laundry mat. Oh, and it's, stuff it's, like it's, that. Like, <laughs> and, and John Hamm is really fantastic. He's plays kind of a different role than I've seen him in. He really owns that role too, though. Like, uh, you don't really think he's gonna be that big of a part in the movie but he's he's in the whole movie and his part just gets even better and better with him and his character's uh wife named darling they they both have really good chemistry yeah so i guess obviously you love this movie so what yeah. is your score for the movie uh so for my score uh i gave it a 96 oh uh, i this is this is probably in my top 10 list of favorite movies of all time. It's not, you know, number one or whatever, but it's it's very highly rated for me, and I don't know why it just clicks with me. I, I vibe with this movie. I love all of the cool uh, chase scenes, and, uh, I mean, a lot of the car scenes are uh, practical stunts minus yeah. a few CGI, but I just I love how this movie is built, and I think Edgar Wright just rocks it. I mean, a lot of his films that he made, I just, I, I love. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little biased, but He's a great director. <laughs> yeah, this movie is just, it's so well made, and I love it. So I also really enjoy this movie. Um, a little lower than you. I'm at I, a flat 90. Flat 90. Flat 90. That's fair. Um, I do think this thing, this movie has a couple of small things that lower just a small bit for me, which I'll get to a little bit later. But for me, this movie is one of those movies that is just really up there. It's in mm. one of the top movies, like... This is a movie that is just fantastic in so many ways. Any movie that I rate as 90% or more is just recommended to oh, most yeah. people. <laughs> Highly recommended. And if uh, none of you have ever experienced any of Edgar Wright's movies, like the Shaun of the Dead, you know, the Cornetto trilogy or anything, oh, yeah. I definitely think Baby Driver is a good place to start because you just really get to see his directing style and his the way he makes movies. It's, it's a really good intro to... For sure. And I will say this too. I wanted to kind of mention this. A lot of people have been going away from, like, numbered reviews and movie reviews lately. Um, I still really like it. And it's not to say that any of our opinions are better than anybody else's. Like, if I rate a movie a 90 and you rate that movie a 4, there's no difference in our opinions, in my opinion. Like, I value your opinion just as much as I hope you value my opinion. For me, if you like, if I'm rating a bunch of these movies and you find out that you rate similarly to how I rate... That's really cool. Then you can see if I rate something a 90, that you'll probably also think it's a 90. That's all the numbers are there for. The numbers are not to say that this movie is trash or bad or good. Like, you can enjoy anything. Well, and our rating style kind of goes with, uh, we're trying to match, since we talk about Rotten Tomatoes, we kind of want to do a similar style. Um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about doing other ver versions of ratings, but I think just since we're bringing up the Rotten Tomato score, we may yeah. as well kind of put it in that same realm. For sure. And there's going to be times where we have some fun ratings, like your negative 10 for Avatar. You almost wanted to give a negative 1,000. And we're going to have a movie later 
uh, next week that I have a funny rating system for. So. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our rating style. Uh, so here coming up, we're going to be going into the spoiler section. Um, but first, before we get into that, let's talk about our next week movie, which next week we are doing David's bad pick movie, which is Sucker Punch from Sucker 2011. Punch. <laughs> uh, Zack Schneider movie. It's a, it's a fun one. So check it out <laughs> and be ready for next week's episode. All right. Now ready for the spoilers. Woohoo! All right, what were uh, do you? I think maybe we should start with downfalls this time because there are definitely fewer downfalls than highlights. There are fewer downfalls. Um, so, like I kind of said earlier, I think the falling in love as fast as they did was a little weird. Like they didn't even like start dating or really even kiss before he said he loved her. And so I thought that, like. That just felt a little rushed to me, like which I get. There are sometimes that some people just magically just fall in love at first sight and have everything just happen. But it was it was a little bit too much of a coincidence that she worked in the same diner that his mom did. She also loved songs as much as the mom did. Was a good singer like his mom was, and like all of these things. I was just like, okay, that I can, seems I can... a little. I can understand how you feel about it being a little fast. I think it's kind of endearing how they fall in love almost through the music yeah so i mean i i understand that feeling but i i love the way the like i said i had to this was for me one of the things that i kind of like pulled to like because i'm not necessarily trying to find bad things but i'm also like trying to say some things that a lot of people might also agree with yeah so um my one of my only other downfalls was the end of this movie john ham takes way too long to die and survives way too many things and i'm like just die already (laughs) like holy shit like honestly i think um it might have been a little bit better if when he was pushing his car with the bronco that he would have just killed him right then instead of having john ham dive out of the car the last second (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then get another one up on baby and shoot both sides of his head which i i like that scene of like the ringing scene of like him shooting next to his ears but to the same extent i was like this shouldn't have happened <laughs> like uh, just die it's like i know cinema sins if i watched the baby driver for this probably be like he survives this he survives this he survives this he survives this <laughs> like he does come on <laughs> I understand that. I, I love I love how long it takes him to die because it's absolutely ridiculous, and the, the chase scene is just so fun. Uh, the chase scene is fun. I I think the end scene in the parking lot is a little too long, and they change cars too many times. Well, it's called Baby Driver. Come on. I know. <laughs> Uh, what is your downfall? All right, uh, I already kind of talked about the second act earlier, slowing down a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean it, that's kind of a backhanded downfall for me though, because I still love the second act. Uh, the only real downfall I have of this movie has to do with the second heist at the bank when they're robbing the uh, money delivery drivers, and there's this random marine in the parking lot. Which I mean, I'm I don't dog this part, but. While this Marine takes action to kind of fight against uh, Baby and all of them escaping, for some reason he lifts up something on his seat and the Marine has a submachine gun just lying there yeah. and starts spraying, praying it out the window at them. I'm like, wait, 
like even if you are a marine, isn't it illegal to have a autom- fully automatic <laughs> weapon? Like that's ridiculous. And yeah, even if he was like a hired marine escort, like just to be there, but be incognito, he wouldn't have had that weapon. I really don't believe that he would have. He would have had some sort of AR. Well, and the way <laughs> the way they make the scene out to be is that he's just some random bystander chilling. Yeah, and he he starts off with a handgun shooting. I mean, he's he's. He's being the soldier boy. He's trying to protect and help people, and I get that part. But the whole having a submachine gun was like, okay. <laughs> um, my only other downfall, which I have both in a highlight and a downfall for me, is that I really hate Doc at the end of the movie, how he just randomly just, all right, I'll help you. Take this money. I'll lay down my life for you. Like That felt a little weird because it didn't feel like he earned that in any way. Well, just because I, she showed up. Well, I think I think that's the thing is uh, throughout the movie, you know, earlier in the movie, Doc has a terrifying villain moment saying like uh, he sees them at a restaurant and he says, your girlfriend's cute. Let's keep it that way. And he threatens yeah. baby. And I think I'd love the change in character because when that happens earlier in the movie, uh, Doc thinks that is just some random girl he is going out with. But when he actually sees her at the end, he realizes, oh, they're actually in love. Yeah. And he has his little story of I was in love once, and it sounds like his love story failed because he chose the life of crime and ditched her, whereas he sees that baby is trying to go on the side of the right side Yeah, and follow his dreams and have the love of his life. So he's like, you know what? I was in love once. Here, I'm going to help like I you. Said, Whatever. It, it was one of those things I have as both a highlight and a downfall because it, it, it feels a little out of place, but like I can see where the story could come from. Mm-hmm. But to the same extent, it's like with how methodical he is throughout the entire movie, never hiring the same crew twice, never doing this, never doing that, having all these specific set of rules yeah. and having to be this terrifying person, it seems weird that he would just... All right, I'll give my life to Marie. Well, and they kind of start his character faults halfway through the movie because he does you know aside from giving into the love between baby and deborah halfway through the movie you know he says i never hire the same crew twice but then the third heist of the movie he hires people he's used before and i think that's the stipulation that i I almost put that as a downfall but then i was like well it's still not the same exact crew but he people from two different heists so he's he never hires the same exact crew, so maybe but he's... he uses the same people that he uses because he knows he can trust them. Yeah, which, I mean, is fair. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's where it kind of starts showing Doc's faults. Like, yeah. he's, he's starting to crack a little bit. And I can see that. I actually love the use of uh, kind of imagery like that where it uh, Baby has a lot of downfall moments, too, where he'll be... Like, like the second scene of the movie, after his heist, he uh, is listening to this song, and he is moving so smoothly to go get the coffee run, right? Oh, I love that scene. And if you look in the background, you see a lot of fun Easter eggs with graffiti and whatnot going along with the music. And even the way Baby orders his coffee, it is just so smooth, and it goes with the music. And actually, a fun fact about that scene, when he's ordering the coffee, you see him pass a graffiti that has a gray and black, like a grayed-out heart mm-hmm. on it. And in the background, after it passes that grayed heart, uh, you actually see Deborah for the first time in the background wearing her yellow dress, and oh, it passes nice. passes that graffiti. And when she passes the graffiti and Baby looks, the heart is now red. I need to rewatch that. That's really so, cool. It actually shows his love. But just... um, the original point of that is with him being so smooth at the scene, the next time he goes on a coffee run when 
everything kind of goes wrong and he doesn't like the outcome. Yeah. They have a different version of the same song by a different artist and he is actually tripping and falling and bumping into things. It is very you could see that bumping baby is people. having issues yeah. with what happened. For sure. And I really liked how much they were able to play that off. Like he did a really good job of every time something was going wrong or something he didn't like, you could visibly see it on his person. For someone who doesn't speak very much, he did a really good job of acting with his entire body. Well, and, uh, it really shows well with uh, Baby's moral compass. You know, his biggest thing is he is opposed to violence. So even when there is violence on screen, we see it almost through Baby's perspective where he drives ahead so that he doesn't have to watch the violence mm -hmm. or he looks away. Um, but also with him acting with his body. I love even scenes when they're talking about the plan of the heist and he'll look up at doc during certain musical beats. Yeah. So like his eyes will even shift to the music and it makes a more dramatic effect. Well, and I love those scenes cause baby doesn't talk very much. He's always listening to music. And so I love the scenes where he is just like listening to the plans and you can hear the music and then subtly it'll be show him watching the, because he's reading lips because he lives with a blind or a deaf person. Mm -hmm. And so you see him reading the lips and then all of a sudden you start hearing Kevin Spacey actually talking. And I'm like, that's a subtle thing that like shows us what he's saying without having it sound. Like the sound design on that alone was just brilliant. Like there's so many scenes like that that I'm just like, what the fuck? Like that was so <laughs> well so thought good. out. <laughs> and honestly, I do love a lot of the, uh, the deaf stuff and the sign language and oh, the deaf characters, amazing. It's so well done. And uh, one thing about Baby's character is after his accident as a kid, he uh, he starts getting tinnitus. Yeah. Uh, and he always hears a ringing in his ears. And actually in every scene that there is no music in the movie, you, you hear it, a ringing. Yep, they have a ringing playing so that you actually feel that irritated I... feeling loved that subtle detail there's oh, yeah. so like i said there's so many small little subtle details in this movie that you will not notice probably your first watch or maybe not until you hear about it yeah <laughs> but once you rewatch it knowing all these things you're like whoa that's so smart <laughs> well, i love how they play some of these details to comedic effect too like uh John Bernthal's character is only in like a couple scenes of the movie and my favorite one of my favorite lines in the movie is when they're leaving after getting paid, uh, John Bernthal's character says in the elevator, if you don't see me again, it's because I'm dead. And then you never see him again in the movie. So we assume he's probably dead. Yeah. Uh, speaking of funny lines, one of my favorite lines actually is with uh, Jamie Foxx's character. And <laughs> he's talking about how Baby's not listening and he shows that he is. And he, he's like, ain't y'all cute. And it's Kevin Spacey's like, that's my baby. Fuck your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of my other favorite lines was also one of Jamie Foxx's. When they're in the diner towards the end, uh, Jamie Foxx is explaining to uh, Darling and uh, Buddy about the ways of the world. And he says, you disappear into a world consistent of three things. Money, sex, drugs, and action. Fuck. Oh, that's, that's four. four <laughs> oh shit, that's four things. I actually had that line saved here too. <laughs> I, I just I love that one. I love that one. Another it's so one good. I love is during the time where they're going to get the weapons from the bad cops. Um, they asked, well, "What's to do with the earbuds? Is he a cop? Is he, he wired us? Is he listening to us?" He's like, "He's a little loony. He likes his tunes." <laughs> 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 I was like, God "Damn it!" Like some of the dialogue of this is just so funny. It's so good. Um, one of the things that I abs absolutely love about this movie, 
I love that this movie is a getaway driver movie and not a heist movie. Yep. We do not see any of the heists. I'm so glad it didn't have long heist scenes or cuts inside the heist. I'm glad we saw everything from Baby's perspective. He's just inside the car. We are watching from the outside. Sometimes we'll see them like, shoot a gun inside of a bank or something, but we will not see them inside the building much at all. And I love, love that. Oh, and it's so good. And... uh leading with the getaway driver i love that the chase sequences are so good i think one of my favorite sequences is the opening scene oh yeah uh mainly because there are times where he's running from the cops and i love the subtle the cops throw a spike strip in front of him and he uses the sidewall of the wheel to kind of bump and grab the spike strip and throw it in front of him while he's drifting and it makes another cop run into it oh yeah and a lot of the drifts in front of the cameras, like I can only imagine how terrified the cameramen were because the practical <laughs> car just coming right in front of the right. camera drifting. And it's uh, it's very similar uh, to what we talked about uh, Need for Speed. Oh, yeah. And a, a lot of it is practical. The, you notice a, the, a few CGI scenes. Um, I think the main one I noticed was a, from a helicopter perspective. It shows three red cars next to each other. And yeah. you could tell that's kind of a CGI thing. But yeah. other than that, I love all the practical stunts. I talking about that helicopter scene. I loved how smart Baby was in some of those instances. Like you can tell how his brain's working, and I love that he's like, "Oh, I can be with these three cars. They know which car I am." But then once we get into the tunnel, I'm gonna move over and make one car move to the position I was at, so I can then rear off. The one thing I thought was a little weird is like, do all three of those cars? Because they're all three different models. Do all three of those cars literally look the same from the top? Because well, I doubt that a Chevy, a Subaru, and I forgot what the other one was, would all look that similar. Well, and they had similar body styles, and I think it also helped, despite them being different makes and models, they were very similar colors, and then all three of them had, like, sunroofs in them. Yeah. So from above in the helicopter, when him switching underneath the tunnel, it it's so hard to notice from that far away. Yeah. And they, I mean, I imagine they noticed eventually but it gave maybe yeah. an extra amount of time to get well away. i'm just saying that that was one of the scenes that seemed it was like a really cool scene but it seemed so like that would never happen <laughs> yeah. that way like what are you having three exactly identical red exactly identical from the top view red cars all driving side by side by side mm -hmm. on a highway <laughs> like that seems a little odd but besides that, it was a really cool scene, a really well done scene. Um, one of the other lines that I really loved is uh, when they're bringing that uh, Asian guy and Flea. <laughs> Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is in this movie Yep. Um, for a short scene. And he's with this one dude. And they're describing each character. And they describe Flea as a uh, no-nose. <laughs> and then they bring up this like Asian dude. And he's like, and this guy puts the Asian in invasion. <laughs> <laughs> or, or in home invasion. Yep. <laughs> And I was like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah. And then he had a tattoo on his neck, and it said hat. And then it had, like, a black, like, just random shit next to it. He's like, well, it used to say hate. But then I wanted to be able to get a job. So I took out the E, and now it says hat. He's like, how's that working out for you? He's like, who doesn't love hats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. It's just, What? I, I do love uh, kind of the contrast in scenes of this movie. Uh, 
mainly of the world that Baby wants to be a part of versus the world that he's forced to be a part of, how the, the music is different between scenes, and even his clothing subtly hints at what he is. A lot of the heists, everyone has like a specific color. Jamie Foxx is always wearing red. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people are always wearing black, or Darling's very wearing like a pink or a purple color she wears. Yeah. But I love how in the first scene, Baby's wearing a jacket that is black and white, showing both sides of the reality he's in. But throughout the movie, when things are going well for him, he's wearing a lot of white, minus the dinner date yeah. scene. And then when things are going wrong, his t-shirt's actually a gray, darker color. And yeah. it, it just I love the way color is shown in this movie as well, to show feeling. Yeah, no, it, it's really, really good. And one of the things I absolutely love, too, is... Baby's character, we already talked, he doesn't like violence and stuff very much. He's always looking out for people. He's always looking to save people. He's always looking to stop someone from getting killed. And you see that throughout the entire movie. He tells people, don't go into that building. He's just, like, shaking their head. He will, like, stop someone from getting shot. When he steals this uh, lady's car, he actually, like, hands her a purse. When his entire crew steals a car... Uh, the baby, the chick's like, oh, my baby's in the car. He actually, while everyone's getting in the car, grabs the baby and hands the baby to the, to the mom. And I'm like, he's still really caring about all these people. And when he does end up going to court, I absolutely love that they had an actual court scene with this. Mm-hmm. And they actually send him to prison and stuff still. But, like, I love that every one of the people from all of his crimes came. Like, one person from each crime came. And it was like, he's such a good guy. He, I, I, I could tell that he was warning me. Like, I could tell that he really cared for me. He, he said sorry after he stole my car. Yep. <laughs> like, I loved all of those things. It was so interesting. Well, even his... Uh foster dad you know is doing sign language and someone's interpreting for him and saying like he's a good kid just got in a bad situation and uh i found a fun fact about that the guy that was doing the interpreting the voiceover actually i think wrote or directed the movie drivers from i think it's like a 79 movie early 80s uh i think that's fun but I, i love how all those characters are sticking up for him um but the reality of that scene, which is so well done, is even though he's a good guy and people are sticking up for him, it only helps reduce his sentence. Like, the yeah. hero doesn't get away with all that. He still gets his time in prison with an option yeah. of I parole. I mean, he still did murder. He murdered Jamie Foxx's character. Mm-hmm. And he kind of murdered John Hamm's character, I guess, too. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there was still some things that he did, but one of the things that was good is I don't think that, because he still got 25 years in prison, but he didn't get a life sentence. And the other thing was, he's offered parole after five years. Yep. So, he could only be in jail for five years, which I think is exactly what ends up happening. Yeah, the the ending scene of the movie, which kind of contrasts with the scene in the middle of the movie, uh, it shows him getting parole and getting out of the prison. And what's great about that is halfway through the movie, he has this kind of dream where he is going to have his life with Deborah, and he is going to drive off into the sunset. And his dream is in black and white. So when he gets his parole out of prison, it starts out as a black and white scene. But as he gets out and sees Deborah in front of a car, it fades to color. Yeah. And I feel like that shows he actually got his dream. He yeah. got his parole and he got to, you know, drive off with her and have a nice road trip. Really, really, really well shot and just so well done. And I wanted to bring this up, but you were in the middle of a dialogue earlier, but, uh, oh, sorry, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, it was totally worth it. Uh, but during that scene where baby's walking to get his coffee and like all the murals and stuff on the wall, I love that there's like, 
a, like a mural of someone wearing shades, like doing a certain pose, and he does that exact same pose right next to it. And then there's a, he walks by a music shop. Right when the trumpet of the song is playing, he sees a trumpet in the window, and he puts his hand to line up with that trumpet, and he like fake plays yeah. it. And I'm like, that is so cool. Well, even within the the words of that song like when the song says slide to the right yeah. he actually slides to the right and when it says like scuffle a little bit he scuffles underneath <laughs> people carrying some uh wood and whatnot and he moves it's just such a perfect scene i love it yeah like we said this movie has got just so much style to it it's got so many small little things that just make this movie as great as it is oh yeah. like if it didn't if these things didn't pan out super well or if they were just a little off timed this would not work as well as it does Absolutely. and it would be way more noticeable the fact that it's all all these things are so subtle means this like edgar wright put a ton of thought into this oh it's so <laughs> like and it is so well done and so well executed that i have to love this movie oh yeah and uh as we're coming to a close, I want to talk about one of my favorite funny moments in the film, uh, talking about detail within the movie, is when they're finished with the first heist of the movie, uh, John Bernthal's character steals Baby's glasses, and Baby oh, yes. <laughs> baby reaches in his pocket, pulls out another pair of sunglasses, and puts them on, and then John Bernthal again smacks him in the face, knocks the glasses off. He reaches in his other pocket, pulls out another <laughs> pair of sunglasses. It's like he was prepared, and it, it makes me so happy. Well, and I love that he has so many different iPods for different things too. Like, Each iPod's a different mood. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he says. And like, oh, you're in a pink glittery mood right now. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And I was like, that's so cool. It's a real thing. Well, and one thing I noticed with the sunglasses is throughout the movie, the sunglass colors are getting lighter, like yeah, the color they of the get, frames. Yeah, like, white at the end. Yeah, they're getting lighter, and then in this final foot chase scene, uh, he actually gets one of his lenses knocked out, and it's like his character, it, like, symbolizes his character coming to light and, like, moving Sing. forward with his life yeah. and trying to do the right thing. And it's just, I love even how the sunglasses pay, play a major role in the film. Yeah, it's like he can't, at, at that scene, it almost seems to me like he can no longer hide what he's done or who he is exactly. and he has to own up and live in the real world now he can't just hide behind these glasses and i really really loved that like such a subtle thing again like and so well thought out like seriously yeah this movie is just any other like amazing. last thoughts or anything um no i think i've said basically everything i can that this movie is just so good and some people even see this movie as like a form of a musical uh even though it's technically not but a lot of people kind of put it well, in that category i honestly there's parts of me that does because music in this movie is kind of what drives this movie and everything in this has to do with music everything time-wise has to do with it everything character-wise has to do with it all the characters like are talking about music throughout the entire movie like this is more of a music movie than it is actually a heist movie yep <laughs> and it's brilliant i really enjoyed that yep absolutely so everyone please watch this movie just <laughs> go check it out for yourself if if you don't like it that's cool but i just i think it is one of those must-see amazing movies Yes, and unfortunately this movie isn't on any streaming services or anything at the moment, mm -hmm. um, so this one will have to be one that you either buy or rent, 
but it's worth the it's money. Definitely worth it. Definitely, even like the renting price. Just just do it, please. For it's sure. worth it. Uh, and with that, thank you for joining us today. Yes. And again, we'll see you next week with Sucker Punch. Please bow, check bow, it out. Bye bye. Bye.